Welcome to Sanctuary Church of Jonesboro's online podcast. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you. A few weeks ago, we had our uh, we had our kids revival here, and our team put so much time and effort to building our set for that that I hated for it just to be used for one weekend. And uh, you can see we brought part of it out here today. We didn't bring all of it. We couldn't have fit it all on here with the instruments and everything, but we brought part of it. And I had felt during that time that a series that I wanted to preach, and I, I don't just always often preach series on Sundays. I do sometimes on Wednesdays, but I had felt perhaps to preach a series uh, of Sundays about connect, connect. And so today we will begin that. I will not promise you that I won't um, won't depart from it in the middle and come back to it. We'll see. We do have a baby dedication March twelfth. Um, matter of fact, we're at this time. I think we're planning to dedicate a couple of babies maybe that day. If there is any that. Uh, need to be dedicated that would be a good day to do it all together and we will just celebrate that day uh, what God is going to do in our children amen so we'll be preaching this series um, it's a four-part series it is connect to God family church and mission and I believe God's going to bless us over those four weeks can you say amen John 4, 28 through 30. The Bible says, The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man. Everybody say that. Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. I am preaching part one of our Connect series today, and that is connect to God. Connect to God. Amen. I'm so glad to see you in the house of the Lord today. I think you're here because you want to connect to God. What do you say we do that as a congregation today? Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? God bless you. You may be seated. If you are a guest, again, we're so thankful that you have chosen to worship with us today. We appreciate that very much. And I haven't preached in two Sundays. So I've been saving it all up for today. I'm kidding. I hope y'all are okay with the fact that we go maybe a little bit longer on a Sunday morning than than some churches do, but this is our one time where we come together. I hope y'all are okay with that. You get to take a good long nap in the afternoon. Amen. Ooh, I feel my help coming right now. Everybody say connect. 
your life is a conglomeration. There's a good $5 word for you. Your life is a conglomeration of all of your connections. And by the way, let me just tell you right now, I'm probably going to treach the next four weeks of this. Y'all all all right with that? Okay. Now, if I start bearing down, y'all better get behind me. Your life is a conglomeration of your connections. That is to say that who you are is simply a product of all of the things that have been poured into you. That's why some of us are, that's why some of us think the way we think. I wish that everybody thought about things the same way I thought about things. What, you remember that song said, what kind of church would this church be if everybody in it were just like me? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty great if everybody's like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I really, I, I would like everybody to be like me. I would like everybody to think like me. I'd like everybody to, to have the same feeling about things that I have about it. The same uh, conviction in life about certain things that I have. Um, if, uh, if, if you disagreed with me um, theologically, I'd like, you know, I could just hit a button and, and it would program you and you would think about it like I do this church would be huge (laughs) if you differed from me politically somebody say you know I'm talking about you differed from me politically I'd like to be able to because even as similar as many of us may be here today even theologically politically there's always differences always differences and there's always something for people to start arguing about, isn't there? Always something for people to start arguing about. Um, we're just this product of all that's been poured into us. And, and so um, we're, we're made up of connections. Of those connections, some of them will be weak. Some of them will be strong. But this is, this is so very important. You are the one who is going to decide which ones are which in your life. You are going to be the one that decides which connections speak the loudest in your life and which ones you choose to dim the volume on. There are three categories of connection that I would like to just present to you this morning for the purposes of what I am preaching and teaching. And that is... There is a category of connection that is vital. Everybody say vital. That means that it is one that you must have if you are going to be successful. You must have this connection. And the one I am preaching about today is a vital connection. Then there are some connections in your life that are neutral. Everybody say neutral. Not everything in life falls easily on the spectrum of godly or not godly. What you had for dinner last night, I'm not going to tell you it was either godly or not godly. You know, there's some things that are just neutral. There's some hobbies that you have. Some of them are not godly. They are not ungodly. They are just neutral. That's why we want to cherish the word 
balance around here. Don't get off balance. So there, there's, there's connections in your life that are neutral. And then there are some connections in your life that are detrimental. Everybody say detrimental. And those are the ones that are pulling you down. Those are the things that are destroying what God would love to build in you. And you and I need to be very cognizant of the things that are being spoken into our lives. Because because some of them are vital. Some of them are neutral. But some of them are detrimental. And there are some things that you and I don't have any business listening to. And I'll go ahead and get a little preachy right now. Eve had no business being by a tree of knowledge of good and evil and conversing with a serpent. She didn't have any business talking to him. She had no business letting him speak into her life. The Bible said that uh, Amnon had a friend. Amnon was the son of King David who loved uh, his half-sister. And, and there was a horrible situation that happened through that. And the Bible said that he had a friend that began to speak into his life. Amnon's friend had no business being the strong connection that he was. So we'd better begin to be careful of these. The stronger the connection is, the more influential it becomes in your life. I was teaching when the last two Wednesday nights. And by the way, if you haven't been able to be here Wednesday nights, uh, first of all, if you can be here Wednesday nights, you need to be here Wednesday nights. Second of all, um, if you haven't, you need to go listen to those because there's some things that I felt like the Lord began to deal with me on, lay on my heart, that uh, for the family in particular, for our homes, that I think would, would help all of us uh, but one of the things that I dealt with the last two Wednesday nights is um, understanding uh, some things that we need to cut out of our lives. There are some things we need to cut out of our lives. I was teaching on sowing and reaping and, and God's, uh, the laws of the harvest, three laws of the harvest. And there are some, everything we do uh, sows a seed. Everything that we do sows a seed. Every action Every word, every, every, uh, sometimes you don't do anything, you don't say anything, but you give off a vibe. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had your kids, they didn't say anything, they didn't do anything, but you knew what they were trying to say? You know? Not mine, just yours have done that. No. So, so all these things are sowing seeds in our lives. And we'd better be careful what we're allowing to be sown into our lives. I've got to be careful who I am allowing to sow into my life. You do not, you do not need voices sowing into your life that are trying to tear down the things that God is wanting to build up. And any voice, I've, and, and you say, well, I, I don't know how I feel about all You just hang with me a moment. Any voice that is 
that, that wants to tear down what God wants to build up, that there's a, there's a word for that. Are you all ready? I've got a word for you on, on what that is. That is an antichrist voice. It is anti the things of Christ. And that antichrist voice, here's the problem. It's not just one voice. It is a voice that is connected to an antichrist spirit. And if the voice begins to speak into your life long enough, the voice is going to sow a seed that is going to cause you to reap a harvest that is going to bring forth something that is connected to that Antichrist spirit. So I've got to be careful what I allow to be spoken in my life. I've got to be careful who I am connected to. There are some connections that... if, if, if they had the opportunity, they'd be a detrimental connection in your life. But they're connections that you, don't, you, you cannot just sever them and say, I, it may be family, and say, I'm never going to have anything to do with you again until you decide to live for God like I'm living for God. I'm not ever going to talk to you again. I'm not advocating that. That's not balance. What I am advocating, though, is saying... Just because I'm connected to them doesn't mean I'm going to allow that connection to become the strongest voice in my life. I am going to make sure that that voice has limited ability to speak things to me. And as I said a while ago, you've got to just turn down the volume sometimes. You've got to turn down the volume. So all these connections are speaking in our hearts and our lives and to be ignorant of our connections is to do so at our own peril if i choose to not be wary of the fact that these connections are going to influence me in one way or the other i am a foolish man i am a foolish man you cannot be around anybody for too long whether you agree with them or not you cannot be around anybody for too long and their their spirit not begin to rub off on you. It's impossible. A negative person will cause you to be negative. Um, I've got a friend, good friend, named Shane Kirkendall. Charla, Brad, Sam, y'all know him. Shane Kirkendall. I don't think there's anybody in all the world who sounds more southern I mean, if somebody was trying to make fun of Southerners and have a low, long, slow draw, and they were trying to um, exaggerate it, Shane would be the guy to use because he's not exaggerating, it's just who he is. And I mean, just long, slow draw, Southern, Southern. And... Um, my wife used to laugh at me because he's a good friend of mine. When I lived in Hot Springs, I might hang out with him and go have lunch or something, go uh, play golf or do something. And, and if I got around Mike Bell and Shane Kirkendall, when I came back home, I, was, I sounded like, like, I should have, like I should be in a movie about uh, southern plantations or something, you know. Just that long, slow draw from Georgia, you know. So, 
what, what is that? I don't, I don't even talk. Some people tell me I have a very southern accent. I went to New York one time with my wife and her brother and his wife, and I thought I sounded pretty regular. And we were on the subway, and I, and I tapped a girl on the shoulder, and I said, excuse me, can you help me figure out where we're supposed to go? said it just like that. That sounds pretty normal. She said, your accent. Where are you from? I said, well, we're from Arkansas. <laughs> she said, I knew you had to be from down south somewhere. I don't, to me, I don't have that strong of an accent. But when I come back from hanging out with Shane, even I can hear how strong it is. Because, because just being around him for a little while causes me to sound more like him. Now, that's just how I talk. But sometimes who we're connected to causes us to act in certain ways. But beyond that, it causes us to think in certain ways. Now, I have long advocated that I believe the strongest, um, the, 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 the best biblical uh, pattern for discipleship is found in Second Peter, chapter number one. Second Peter, chapter number one, and I and I hit this every once in a while, but it's I, it's how strongly I believe it. Peter said, "Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance." He goes through several things. Virtue is what you are on the inside. And so when Peter says, add to your faith virtue, he is saying, allow God to change the way you think. Who you are internally, allow God to change that in you. And so if we're not careful, it's not just God who changes us internally. If we're connected to the wrong people, they will change us internally. And we will begin to think things that we never would have thought. I would dare say today in this room that there are people that you grew up. There was a day in which the Bible was just seen as very simple, black and white. It was obvious. It was clear. And because the Bible said it, it's what we did, right? And so you grew up with very clear-cut values and principles. But I would dare say that because of all the voices that we are connected to that have begun to speak into our lives, even some of you long-timers, that's another word for maybe you're a little older than the rest. Some of you long-timers have even stopped and had questions. I know I always said this, but is it really such a big deal? And you had to come to terms with whether you really believed what the Word of God said or not. Because there's connections in our life that are causing us to rethink things. So we'd better be careful that we are aware of that. Can you say amen? The connection that I am preaching about today is your greatest priority. This connection supersedes every other connection in your life. That is your connection to God. 
And here is why. It is because all other vital connections in your life are going to flow from your connection to God. The way I, uh, the way I uh, interact with my wife is a connection that flows from my connection to God. The way I treat my kids is a connection that flows from my connection to God. The way I look at my church is a connection that flows from my connection to God. The way I feel about His commission is a connection that flows from my connection to God. All of that comes back to Him as being the source. And so if I don't get my connection to God right, I'm going to mess everything else in my life up. If I don't get it right with God... I'm not going to teach my family and train them to grow in the ways of God. And my children are not going to know what it's like to live for God. If I don't get this thing right, it is my greatest priority. Before I can be a husband, and before I can be a father, and before I can be a pastor... I have to be a man who knows his God. I've got to know my God. I've got to know God. And and to know God is more than just to hear about him on a Sunday. To know God is more than just to sing about him in a worship service. To know God means that I have gotten plugged into Him. And He has gotten a hold of my heart. And I have made up my mind that nothing will destroy that connection. That I cannot be pulled away from Him. That's why Paul said, What then shall separate us from the love of God? What's going to separate us from... He said, can, can height separate us? Can depth? separate us can famine can nakedness can peril can these things separate us from the love of God no the answer is no if you will cultivate a relationship with him and you will get plugged into him I've got something to tell you today and that is there is not one person that can separate you from God now that ought to help us today that ought to help us today Because for too long, we've allowed other people to determine how close we will be to God. We're going to do all right today. We're going to do all right. We have allowed other people to determine how close or how far we are from God. I've come to rebuke that today and tell you you need to kick that out of your life. You don't need to allow anybody, their, their walk with God, to become the determining factor in your walk with God. You've got to make up your mind. I don't live for God because my parents did or do. I don't live for God because my spouse does or doesn't. I don't live for God because my kids do or don't. I live for God and I am connected to God because I know that I need God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I know that I need him. I know I can't make it without him. If I get up tomorrow and I try to make it without God, I'm going to fail miserably. If I try to walk in my way tomorrow, I'll fall down a thousand times. But if I will walk in the ways of him who has called me out of darkness and into his marvelous light, if I will stay connected to him, there is nothing that can pull me down. Clap your hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. Every other connection is going to flow out of this. So if I don't get this right, I mess all that up. Do you understand? If I don't get this right, I mess that up. But you don't understand. I don't have the walk with God that I need to have, but I still love my family. I'm still connected with my family. You may be, but you're not doing it right. I said it. I said it. Y'all, y'all just got to pray for me. I've had this little uh, boldness thing come on me lately. I, I, because here's the deal. I want this church to be, I want the people in this church to go to heaven. I want the people in this church to have a walk with God. I'm not interested in walking out of this room today and, 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 and you, you saying, putting on Facebook or sending me a text saying, boy, that was good preaching today. I really don't care if you think I preach good or not. I care if you let the Word of God get a hold of you and change you. And if you'll do that, we'll all be successful. So I've had this little boldness come on me and 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 uh, I was talking to my dad we had uh, we had some uh, a sectional conference the other night and and uh, had to take care of voting on some things and and when it was over um, I, I I was riding in the car with my my father he had driven up he's the Arkansas district uh, global missions director so he drives to these as well and we were on in the car on the way back to Jonesboro he stayed the night with us I said, Dad, I said, I said, you're just going to have to pray for me. I said, I don't know what it is. I said, but I've had something get a hold of me. And I'm just saying some things lately pretty plain. And I, and I said, I think the folks know that I love them and I'm not trying to hurt anybody. But I've, I've just decided I, there's no time to play games. And there's no time to beat around the bush. And, 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 and I'm going to love you. I'm, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to do everything I can to see you be successful. But I'm also going to tell you what God is saying and what God is desiring. And here's what God's desiring. God wants to have a connection with you. God doesn't just want to be your Sunday fix. But God wants to be in a relationship with you. I cannot understand what I am not intimately familiar with. You hear this. I cannot understand what I'm not intimately familiar with. And familiarity is only established on the road and in the context of connection. It is through connection that we become familiar with one another. There's people in your life, for instance, sometimes... And, and I'll use us as an example because I, that's, I know us better than I know y'all. 
There's times we may go home after a Sunday or after a Wednesday when I've been preaching or teaching. And my wife knows, she knows if I feel like it went good or it didn't go good. She knows. She can, she can, just, she can just sense it about me. I mean, before I've ever said amen and walked off the platform, she knows. She knows my mannerisms. She knows uh, the, the, my looks. Some people are good at hiding looks. Some of you aren't very good at hiding looks. You are a, you are a open book. My wife knows because she's been around. Because familiarity has allowed her to understand me. Does that make sense? Famili- and familiarity only comes on the road of connection. We've been connected since we were nine. I was nine. She was eight years old. So I'm, she knows me better than my parents know me. And you've got people in your life, your spouse or your kids, they're the same way. Because your connection has brought familiarity that allows them to understand you. So if we don't do this, if, if we don't have this connection, we will not have the understanding we need to have. And if we don't have the understanding of God that we need to have, we're going to be destroyed. Because the Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know me. They don't understand me. And they and this is all because there is not a connection like there needs to be. You understand how important this is? And I know I'm 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 treaching this today and, and this is a departure from my normal Sunday. I get that. But please, I, I I'm doing it this way because I want you to get a hold of this. I'm acting like this is a Wednesday night Bible study. I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to be to, to understand that that if we don't give if we don't uh, give uh, attention to this. We're going to bring some destruction into our lives. Paul said this in Acts chapter 17 and verse number 28. Acts 17 and 28. Paul is on Mars Hill and he is he begins to preach uh, to these people that have gathered there, the the Stoics, the Epicureans, and go ahead and put that scripture on the screen. And as he's preaching, Paul says this, For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For in him we live and move and have our being. Paul is saying, That if we are not connected to him, that we cannot fully live, we cannot fully move, and we cannot fully know who we are. But if I am connected to him, this is where life and that more abundantly comes from. It comes from my connection to God and precious people that I get to pastor. Please hear me. When you say, I feel so, I, I feel like life is just not worth living. And, and I feel like life is not what it should be or even what it could be. And, I, and, I, and, and people go through such uh, deep places of, 
depression and darkness that they even consider taking their own lives. You please hear me when I tell you if you want to have life in that more abundant, if you want to have a life that lets you know this is the way God intended it for it to be, if you want that kind of a life, you've got to be connected to the source of the life. You've got to be connected to the source of life. If you want to move into the things that God would have you moving into. If you want to be able to operate in the realms that God wants you to operate in. You've got to have a connection to the source. If you are going to have your being. If you're going to know who you are. And what you are and be confident in that. You've got to be connected to the source. You've got to be connected to the source. What then will a God connection accomplish for me? Let me tell you what a God connection is going to do in your life. It is going to give you a life of purpose and meaning. It's going to give you a life of purpose and meaning. When you are connected to him, you begin to understand why you are. You begin to understand who you are. And you begin begin to understand how he wants you to operate. It gives your life purpose and it gives your life meaning when you are connected to that source. So then, Pastor, please tell me today, how can I connect to him? Give me the means whereby I will know how I can connect to God. I've got the answer for you today. You will connect to God. This is Revelation. If you've got a pad and pen, get it ready. If you've got a phone, get it ready to take this note. This is very deep revelation that you have never heard before. How can I connect to God? The first thing you must do is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Most of our failures are prayer failures. Most of our bad decisions are bad decisions that are made because we did not take it to God in prayer. You cannot be connected to Him without prayer and fasting. It is impossible. Preaching will not bridge the gap between you and God that only prayer and fasting can build. My wife, uh, my, my daughter had a little deal the other day um, on, on um, YouTube Kids. And by the way, whoever it was that turned us on to YouTube Kids, uh, may you be smitten with the fleas of a thousand camels. <laughs> they, they get on there and, and they've got the... Uh, uh, all the, the toy reviews and and uh, all this stuff. Well, the other day she's on there and they, and it was a um, she was watching nursery rhyme songs. That's that I'm okay with that. She was watching these nursery rhyme songs and it was the one that says London Bridge is falling down, falling down. That's the only verse I ever knew. I didn't know there were other verses. I thought that was the only one. Well, they were like singing, build it up with sticks and. Stones, swords, <laughs> but be careful when you walk on it. <laughs> and build up with sticks and stones or mud. And, 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 and then there was, uh, there was 
uh, brick and mortar, maybe, I don't know, brick and something, and, and going through all this stuff, and, and so they're singing it, and um, the first one they did was the sticks, and I thought that was going to work. I thought that'll be okay, you know, it's, it's, it's built, and I was very surprised when in the song it fell down <laughs> again, and I said, oh, okay, it's not going to be any good. Uh, they used to build bridges out of sticks, you know, you know, and I thought that'd be okay. It wasn't okay. So then they built it out of bricks, and I said, oh, well, that's going to be the one. That'll be okay. And, and they started singing about building out of bricks. And then the next thing I know, London Bridge is falling down again. And, uh, and so they, I don't even remember what the final one was. I, I, I kind of thought I was get, getting taken for a ride, you know. It was one of those trick things. There's nothing that is going to work for London Bridge. I said, I'm on to you. And so they, they did finally get it built. But all these things kept falling down. Because here's the thing. You cannot substitute the wrong thing and, it, and, and, and expect for it to hold up for the long haul. And you cannot support your lack of connection to God through the preaching of the word of God and expect that to get you by for any amount of time. You can't support your lack of connection to God with your wife's connection to God. Hello, somebody. You can't, you can't uh, expect your connection to God to, to exist on the connection to God that your parents have or, or that your children have that you don't. And it's never going to work. You have to be connected to God. Or it's going to all fall down around your ears. But if we will get connected to God... If we will get connected to God through prayer and fasting. Don't, 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 don't substitute the preaching of this pastor for your life of prayer and fasting. And while I'm here, let me just say, I hit it. I've hit it for the last two Wednesdays. I'm going to hit it today. If you can be in church, you better be in church. Don't use piddly excuses to miss church. Don't, don't allow every single little thing that comes along to be something that lets you miss church. Don't get your eyes on somebody else who, who uses their excuses to miss church and say, I'm going to use those excuses to miss church. They're, they have their walk with God. You got yours. Live for God yourself. That little something keeps rising up in me lately. We've got to be connected. Prayer and fasting is, the, is, 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 is uh, paramount to being connected to God. The second is the Word of God. And I'm not just talking about the preached Word, though that is a part of it. You do need that. You need that. But you've got to be connected through your own personal study of the Word of God. That's why Paul told Timothy, study to show thyself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to be in this book. This book, we are not a church that says that the pastor is the only one capable of breaking open the word of God and sharing it. In this church, we believe that God wants everybody to know his word. He wants everybody to hide this in their heart. That they might not sin against him. We connect through prayer, through fasting. We connect through his word. And then we connect through worship. We connect through worship. In the text that I read this morning. You had a woman at Samaria. At the well. Jacob's well. And she is uh, 
she is there to get some water, and she goes at a time when nobody else is there. She goes at a time when the other women of the town will not normally be there. And it just so happens that Jesus has said to his disciples, as they're on their way to Jerusalem, Jesus has said, I must needs go through Samaria. I am, I am compelled to go through Samaria. And so he takes this detour that takes them out of the way that his disciples look at it and say, this doesn't make any sense. Yet he is brought through Samaria. And when he gets there, he sends the disciples for food. And this woman comes to the well as he sits at the well. And, and when she gets there, they begin to have this dialogue. And they begin to speak uh, with one another. And Jesus asked her, he said, give me something to drink. And she said to him, she re- recognizes that he is a Jew. And she says, how is it that you, being a Jew, are asking me a, of a, for a drink? Because I am a woman of Samaria, you know that. And the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus uses that and begins to preach to her about waters that will spring up in your soul. And, and, and water of life that she can have. And, and all of this is going on, and they, they have the discussion. He says, go call your husband. And, and she said, I don't have one. He said, that's right, you've had five, and the man you're with now is not even your husband. And she said, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. She says, it used to be that our forefathers around here worshiped God in this mountain. But y'all have been saying that, that we ought to go to Jerusalem because you're a prophet. I want to know what you think about this. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in this mountain nor at Jerusalem. But you worship what you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. We connect to God through prayer. We connect through God to God through fasting. We connect through God through the study of His Word. But folks, don't ever forget that we connect to God through our worship. And He said true worship, true worship looks like this. It is done in spirit and it is done in truth. And if you study that, We've all preached it a lot of different ways, but if you study that, when he said spirit, it's a small s. Uh, What he means is when you worship him in spirit, it means it matters what your motives are. It matters what what your reasoning behind it all is. You got to worship him with the right spirit, and you got to worship him in truth, and that is in doctrine. And a true worshiper will worship God with the right motives. And I worship God with right doctrine. And I recognize there are some people who feel the presence of God when they worship Him and they don't have the right doctrine. And I am not going to tell you that they don't feel the presence of God, the real presence of God. But I will tell you that a true worshiper 
They may be a worshiper, but you can't be a true worshiper if you don't have a right motive and you don't have right doctrine. And I am preaching to this church today saying, please connect to God. Let your motives be right. Let there be something in you that says, God, I just want to draw close to you. God, I just want to know you. God, I just want to be close to you. I want to have a right motive. And then make sure that you've got the right doctrine. Please don't settle for any form of lesser doctrine. Please do not settle for a form of doctrine that is void of lifting up the one true living God. Please do not settle for any form of doctrine that does not understand that he is the mighty God in Christ. Please don't settle for any form of doctrine that does not believe. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Please don't settle for any form of doctrine that does not believe, repent, and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Please do not settle for any form of doctrine that does not believe and does not preach. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Please worship God with a pure motive and worship God with pure doctrine. If we will do these things, prayer, fasting, study of His Word, and continue in worship, if we will do these things, we will have a connection to God. If you feel disconnected, I am here to diagnose the source of your problem today. You're missing in one of those areas. You're either not praying, you are not fasting, you are not studying His Word, or you are not engaging Him in worship. I can tell you, I can diagnose it today. It's somewhere there. Let us make up in our minds that we will not allow anything to sever our connection to God because if I don't get this right I can't be right with her I can't be right with my kids and I can't be right pastoring this church I've got to be connected to God and I fear that we get so busy that we have allowed all kinds of other stuff to get in the way And we think we have connection with God when really we are just going through motions of God. Let's not do that. Let's not settle for going through the motions. Let's not settle for just going through our apostolic or Pentecostal calisthenics and catechisms. And rituals. The God we serve. Oh please hear me right now. When you serve a dead God. Rituals are very important. But when you serve a living God. Relationship. Is very important. You can't have a relationship with something that is dead. 
That's why you supplement it with ritual. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. But when you have a relationship with a living God, and that connection is strong in your life, then and only then does everything else begin to fall into place under the auspices of it. Oh, help us, dear Lord, to be connected to you. And if there is anybody in this room today, God, that is experiencing disconnection, I pray that nobody leaves this room until they have been renewed and plugged back into the source that is you. I pray that in Jesus' name. Could we stand together this morning? Thank you for giving me a little time to preach what's on my heart. And I am going to ask that you would do me a favor. I pray that you will heed the word of the Lord this morning and we would begin to step out from where we are, make our way to the front of this church, and we would come here with one thing on our heart and mind, and that is to be connected to God. Would you step out this morning? Would you join me? And would you connect? If you've been blessed by this message, consider joining us for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Thank you for listening.